It is another episode of Video Vampires. It is actually our Christmas episode. It is. It's special. Yeah. Jesus so, was born sure. this day. Cool. Well, not today, but when we were when we air it. Something like that. Or nearby, been. you know. Or it's just a cover of a pagan holiday. There you go. There you go. Whatever. Uh, he, um... He. Well, I don't know why I was going to go kind of follow that. <laughs> um, uh, he was, uh... Why do I keep saying he? <laughs> Uh, last year we did Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, before we go into this year's Christmas film, uh, what have you seen lately? Oh my gosh, I've seen a lot, so we're gonna, we're, we're about to go through it. I think one of them we've seen, um... We both have seen. We both have seen. Yeah. Uh, so I saw Green Book, which was actually really sweet. So, you think about this time period and what we're dealing with now, and then you're like, oh god, I'm gonna see this movie, um, about this, like, Italian mob guy from New York who drives, um, this... Um, black piano player down the south so he can perform and, you know, kind of be his chauffeur. And when you think about that, you're kind of like, fuck, am I going to be, is this going to be something that I want to watch? It's actually very sweet. It's funny. It's by Peter Farrelly from the Farrelly Brothers who've made all the really dorky um, humor type of movies, just what you think, something about Mary and all that stuff. Yeah, and honestly, this movie is really delightful. Viggo Mortensen, uh, who we've been talking about for forever. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall Ali. Yeah. Um, Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali. Yeah, I I have, know, we got it, we got it. I have, like, wee brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so he's in it, and they're both really great characters. Um, I, I really liked it. It is typical of that time period without being, like, overly torturous. Um, it is really funny. They are the only two reasons why I would see that movie. And it's a true story. So, well, I guess what happened was the, the driver had, had a, this was, they really did become friends uh, with a piano player. He wrote about it. He told his son all the stories. And I guess what happened was he told his son, like, um, I want you to do something with my story, but wait until after I'm dead. Um, so he, the guy died, the chauffeur, and then his son is the one who wrote the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a real story. Um, and it, honestly, it's really, it's really good. It's sure. one of the best movies that I've seen this year. Okay. What else? Uh, okay, so I went to go see a director's cut of The House That Jack Built. Oh, yeah. Which is that new Lars von Trier. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, this is, there's like a, a, an in-between in this. First of all... People are very sensitive these days. Sure. This film is not at all bad. Uh, it's not... Listen, it has violence, but it's not any more violent than anything else that's been out on Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so the fact that he had a bunch of people walk out um, on the Cannes Festival, like, first of all, French horror is very... <laughs> is in its own sure. genre. It's, like, very hyper-violent. So it, it's really funny to me that, like, people would condemn him after... Uh, aside from all his other bullshit for this movie, which is really... Weird because I've definitely seen way more violent movies that have come out this year. Sure, but I think because it's him, you know, and his whole thing, people look down on it. It is 
way less than I thought it was going to be. It is violent, obviously. It's about a serial killer who's uh, kind of talking about, you know, his, his magnum opus, his, his work of art being these murders. Mm. Um, and it's a weird, self-reflective and a lot indulgent look at um, his own work, Frontier, yeah. um, that he put into the movie. And so you could feel this, like, weird inner look at himself and he was trying to have that through the movie I really liked it and I, I am very 50-50 with his work I either love it or I despise it I really liked it I gave up on him I loved I loved you, I, mean, I loved Breaking the Waves I loved Dancing in the Dark I loved Dogville I even liked yeah. Like by the time when I saw Antichrist in the theater I was like fuck this guy I feel like a lot of his stuff is like very reactionary like, and you can see that he's kind of, like, this little Dutch baby. Like, you're... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I wasn't offended. You're a child. Um, I was like, you want... Why, why don't you just turn the camera on and masturbate in front of it? Well, that's then, pretty much what... It, that's pretty much was, what, yeah. Yeah, Antichrist, I hate that film, and I hate him for making that film. And then you're like... But I also understand his, like, real push for uh, no censorship, which yeah. I, I really... Sure. You can't make art and have it censored. I agree. Um, You know? But I really liked it, to be honest. And I heard that there's all this stuff, like, listen, um, that they were supposed to air the director's cut on VOD, but the ratings board uh, said no, as is. But it's, there are movies, I swear to God to you, there are movies on Netflix right now that are more violent than that film. So, it sucks because he's being attacked, but he's also a fucking idiot baby who, like, says stupid things and does stupid things. And, like, it's like, okay, well... It's a little bit of karma, but also it's really not that bad, and I do, I did really like it. Okay. Um, okay, so then I also saw Creed 2. Yep. Which I really liked. Um, it's not as good as the first one, um, but it is definitely a play, obviously, on Rocky Four. you know. Um, he is fighting Drago's son, um, who, and, and honestly, during the end, it's a more sweet ending than you imagine for being, for him fighting the guy, um, son who killed his dad. Um, it's great. It is great. It is just kind of like a remake of Rocky Four, except with these updated characters, but it's totally enjoyable. It's funny, because when, when Creed came out, the first, I still haven't seen Creed. The first one is so good. That's what I hear. That's what I hear, but when people were telling me about it, it was like, Apollo's son, yeah, give me a call when he fights Ivan Drago's son. And then they made Creed 2, and I was like, oh. But I mean, like, is there a robot in it? No, but... Exactly. You kind of want it. Yeah. Um, Um, And then I saw... um, Okay, so I saw this weird Dutch film, Borgman. Did I talk about it? I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Um, I really liked it. Okay. It's very much a slow burn horror film. It's about this, like, uh, transient who shows up at yeah. this uh, this couple's house, uh-huh. um, and he he knocks at them, or you know, like takes little chips out of them and stays around, and like ends up like um, having this like really strange influence and pull over um, this family and this wife, and it's like it takes the you know it takes a really long time for him to work his way in, yeah. but it's very creepy, um, it's very weird. I really liked it. It was on movie, so that's how I caught it. Wow. Uh, it came out a few years ago. I remember, yeah. Uh, but it's it was really good and very much a psychological horror. Okay. Uh, it's great. And then I saw Big Bad Wolves, which is, it came out a few years I back. That, uh, yeah. It was a really horror movie um, where it's, you know, there's a hunt for this uh, pedophile murderer 
you know, and so it just makes all these people around go crazy. One guy is, you know, just thirsty for revenge, and they start taking it out on people, but they're, you're unsure if they're the actual murderer or not. Right. Um, it was really good. So these are all, you know, easily found movies that you could go see in the theater or for sure. uh, back, and then we both saw The Favorite. Yeah. Which might be my favorite movie of, of the year. year. I think so, too. Right. It wasn't, and he and he just did a killing of a sacred deer. Yeah, he did the lobster. Yeah, um, all of which to me are very dark black comedies. There, but I love the way he shoots things. Okay, so similar, or similar to Killing of a Sacred Deer, you know his hallway shots are very long, they're very yeah. narrow. And then in this one, in um, in the favorite, he has these weird like fisheye wide angle shots, and they're like so cool. Yeah. Um, the cast is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Weisz, I feel like is so underrated. Like she's in a lot of things, but I feel like. Sometimes she's in a lot of stupid things, you know, and, like, definitely maybe, and, like, other things. Sure. I fucking love Rachel Weisz. I never really care about Emma Stone. I like her in this. Well, that's what I'm saying is that, like, I feel like everybody's talking about, like, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, but I feel like, I mean, nobody's, I, I, there are people talking about, but Olivia Coleman is. Oh, my God, amazing. Is amazing. Um, Yeah. Nicholas Holt, it was just like, I mean, he has one scene in that movie that, like, even, you know, like, when you see a movie and you laugh at something, and then a few minutes later when something else is happening, you're thinking of the other scene? Yeah. There's just this great scene where all there's all this chaos in Parliament, and Nicholas Holt's just sitting there, like, eyeballing his, like, rival, and he's yeah. just stroking a stick, and <laughs> the look on his face, like, and I was like, God, Nicholas Holt is really great. Yeah, he is! I really, I, I was just talking about him, because he, uh, he was in a single man and about Tom boy. Ford, yeah, and the Tom Ford movie, uh, which was like maybe his more like adultish yeah. role. Uh, yeah, I love him, and I love the favorite. It is so saturated too in these colors and like this candlelight too. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, there's a great shot of Rachel Weisz walking around just lit by candle. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's in that like you know weird hallway. Yeah, and um, I just was like, God, it's such an awesome, awesome shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. And then it, it, it's really funny, and then it reaches a point where it stops being funny or fun, but it's still really good. Like, there's yeah. a, definitely a turning point where you're like, oh, this isn't... Because, like, usually, like, up, up until that part, or at a certain point, I was laughing throughout the whole thing, because it's just so, like, the quips and the just the viciousness is so over the top uh-huh. that, like, it made, was making me laugh out loud, you know? Like, the, the power struggle between Rachel Wise and, and Emma Stone. But, like, at a certain point, it just stops being funny, but you're still so into it that, like, you're just, you're on for the ride. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Favorite might be my favorite movie of the year. No pun intended. And I, I re- and I know, it sounds, like, so silly, but honestly, I loved it. It's one of those movies that, like, I wanted to watch again right after I saw it. And I like his movies. Yeah. I really do. I'm, I'm really into them. Um, I also watched this other movie, this, like, 1960s, like, sexploitation film called The House on Bear Mountain. Sounds great. Which, uh, is 19... Bear is in B-A-R or B-A-R-E. Obviously, B-A-R-E yeah. for bear titties. All I'm over into the place. it. It is. It, was, it takes place at a girl's school, but the girl, yeah, it's a nude girl's school. Of so course. Like, they have their, yep. their activities outside, their jumping rope outside. Yeah, probably, um, you know. The, the house grandma is played by Bob Kreese. 
um, which apparently he was just in a bunch of shit in the 1960s. Um, but what happens is the... <laughs> it's so stupid. You're going to really try to break down the it's, plot? It's so stupid, but uh, basically it's a, a nude girl school yeah. that monsters come and invade. Uh, like like classic do. monsters, yeah, you know, of course. vampires and werewolves and stuff. It is so stupid, but I really liked it. I wouldn't really, know what would happen. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, lots of boobs. Yep. You know, it, it's cool. It's one of those cool, uh, dorky, cheesy, 1960s. I mean, if there was a nude all-girls school that wasn't attacked by vampires and werewolves, I would be... Obviously. I'd be really heartbroken. Um, I saw, um, I went and saw, I saw The Favorite, which we just talked about. Yeah. On, um, on Thanksgiving, on Black Friday, I saw Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Oh, yeah. Which was really great. Where was it? It was at the, uh, uh, Arrow. And, um, what's really cool is that, like, you know, obviously... 3D the way we know 3D yeah. right now wasn't uh, even... I mean, he wasn't even shooting for 3D. But, like, it's really weird because, like, when you see a lot of movies that, like, they are shooting for 3D, yeah. it's really, like, it just looks bad. Whereas Dawn of the Dead, like, you just... It makes you admire his cinematography or his, like, his his eye for scenes yeah. even more because there were so many scenes in that movie, especially towards the end when all hell's breaking loose and the bikers and the zombies are all fighting and they're all spraying water in the zombies. Uh-huh. That, like, the crowd would, like, move... Because, like, it was just, like, the way he shot certain things, it was like, oh, my God, like, he didn't see, he didn't, it was he like. He shot it with an intention he of didn't that. Shoot, yeah, he didn't shoot it with the intention of 3D, but he just, he yeah. had such an eye for composing a, a, a shot that, like, it was, it, it worked. Yeah. Uh, Greg Nicotero was there. Mm-hmm, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was actually really, really cool. Like, he, uh, you know, for, he was, for those who don't know, he was a part of KMB, which was, like, the big special effects, makeup effects house that everybody went to. Um, for their, you know, yeah. makeup and everything. Uh, but he got to start doing on Day of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, with Romero. And he's worked with, like, Romero, Carpenter. Uh, everybody. Everybody, yeah. And now he's, like, a producer slash director on Walking Dead, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, listen to him, listening to him talk about, you know, how he... I, I just thought that he had just lucked into, like, you know, or he had just happened to get hired for makeup on Day of the Dead, but no, he was, like, he basically, like, he became friends with Romero after Dawn of the Dead because through family friends, and just, like, kind of, like, he was originally going to school for, like, I think medicine. Yeah. But then, like, he just kept coming back to Pittsburgh, where I guess he lived, where he was from, and, like, would, you know, check up on George, and and then when Day of the Dead was like, hey, do you want to come and help Savini, like, do the makeup? And he's Uh like, sure. And that's how it starts, and it's like, holy shit, you know, what a great story. Um... So I saw that. Yeah. I saw, um, I watched uh, an older film. By older, I mean like 83, 84. <laughs> um, a movie called Scream for Help, which, uh, which is Michael Winter, the guy who did Death Wish, and it was also Ooh. written by Tom Holland, who did Fright Night. Child yeah. Um, and it is this fucking awesome garbage really? teen slash. Really? I've never seen it. It's this movie about this girl, this teenage girl who like, you know, um, suspects that her stepfather is trying to kill her mother. Yeah. And, of course, nobody believes her, and um, she just goes to investigate. But, like, it also kind of touches up on her, like, you know, burgeoning sexuality. So, like, it's like... Yeah. Like, Tom Holland writes the script. It's this, like... It's basically the stepfather before uh-huh. the stepfather. And Michael Winner takes the script, and, like, I guess he's got the best intentions in the world, but all he thinks is, like, oh, we can have tits here? We can have tits here? And it's, like, Awesome. Yeah, you know. lots of a lot of titty movies yeah. in yep. this episode. Yep, yep. Um, it was great in a really bad way. And then uh, I rewatched. Oh, well, I watched the Joe Bob. Uh, yeah, di- marathon. Yeah, and it was great. Um, I mean, the, he opened up with, and I knew he was going to have this in the marathon, but I was surprised that it was his opener. But I was like, 
oh, I'm sure Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to play into it. And it was the first movie out of the gate. And a lot of it's because, like, he's, you know, he even said himself, he's like, the one thing that I am an expert on yeah. is this movie. Yeah. You know? And and he does. He talks a lot. I mean, he tells a lot of great stories in between and everything like that. And it, it's clearly he's he's never got a chance to host it, so he's wanting to, like, you know, yeah. kind of... You know, share his knowledge and everything. Second movie was Hills of Eyes, which we did. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is Michael Berryman was there. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, the third movie was, I think, De- I mean, it's a shame because, like, I was I was watching it, but I was talking to a, cause it was on Thanksgiving, so I was, like, talking to a friend of mine yeah. who was there. Uh, our previous guest, Diego, was with me, and we were just kind of, like, playing horror trivial pursuit and looking over every time Joe Bob was on. Um, so the third one was, like, I think Dead or Alive, this Takeshi uh, Miike or Mike. Yeah. I think it was him. Um, it and might then, be. He's made hundreds of films, yeah, so it's, exactly. like, hard to... And then the fourth film was one I'd never seen called Blood Rage, and it was, um... It was awesome. <laughs> it sounds cool. It was. It was, like, this, like... I mean, it's it's got some pretty ridiculous moments in it, but uh, it took me by surprise. I was like, you know, this is actually, like, for a movie that's made for five bucks, and you probably spent all that on getting Woody Allen's ex-wife. Yeah. In the movie, uh, Louise Lasser, who's... You've seen her in. She was in Frankenhooker. She's in Happiness. She plays. Oh uh, yeah. She's got that raspy voice. She's the. She was the mother who's her and Ben Gazzara break up, and she's like. Anyway, yeah. She's a yeah Woody Allen's ex-wife, but like, um, she's like the most famous person in that movie, and it's like, but still, it's like this nice little solid flick that I was really surprised by. Um, mm-hmm. And then before Filmstruck shut down, I rewatched because I had to. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be really upset if I don't rewatch The Devils. So I rewatched yeah. that, and it was so good, and so much more disturbing every time you watch it. Um, you heard that Criterion's releasing their own. Um, oh, I'm already signed. You signed up? I did. Well, hear. I signed up, but like, they don't, you don't really sign up yet. You like, you just you put your name on a list. Yeah, they they uh, exactly. Um, I I'm glad I signed up for Filmstruck. I'm glad that it existed. Be also because they gave me every season they gave me gift certificates for Criterion. Uh-huh. So I would be like, oh cool. I want to. I haven't. I have to replace my copy of Rosemary's Baby. Boom. There's there's my there's <laughs> there, there it is. is. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I'm heartbroken, but whatever. We still have Shutter, which we uh, have movie. A movie, but Shutter just uh they just put Mandy on. Oh, they did. Yeah, they're gonna have the exclusive streaming rights. Um, and they put a bunch of Stephen King stuff on there, so... Oh, cool. Yeah. I always forget about Shudder sometimes because there's so many streaming services. I know. Um, so I, I have to remind myself to... But that was the thing, too, is that, like, you know, Joe Bob, again, I really... It's Joe on... Bob really brings the uh, well, traffic, I feel like. Yeah, and, and go on, you know, because you know, you've got Shudder account login, you got mine. Yeah. <laughs> go on there. Um, I have and, yours, and, thank you. And watch... Watch the Joe Bob Marathon just because the speech he gives, because he's, oh, when I was talking about the theater and the communal from uh, the stay-at-home-a-thon episode. Yeah. He's also talking about how, like, basically he's like, you know, it's kind of an attack on streaming services. He's like, yes, Shutter is a streaming service, but what we're presenting is, hey, everybody come watch this at this time and interact with each other while yeah. we're watching it. Like... That's something that Netflix isn't doing. It's something that other no, services okay, isn't doing. No, but also Shudder has to remember that they have to do it where everyone can watch they it. They fixed because it. <laughs> they fixed it. I mean, the Amazon because thing it is... Crashed. The Amazon thing is still out of their hands, you know? But yeah. But, like, the, the streaming issue, yeah, that was that was fixed. But, yeah, it was, like, a really good speech and everything. And he's and he was like, yeah, I mean, like, this. that's what these things are all about. And that's one of the things I do love about Shudder is that, like, you know, they do have great yeah. flicks. I do love they have, like, a live, like stream so like you can yeah. watch whatever's like you know and 
I just I'm I'm super happy they brought Joe Bob back, and he's going to be back on the twenty first. Cool. I don't know how I'm going to watch it because my fa- my my family, my girlfriend's family, are going to be in town, but I'm going to somehow duck away. To what? Watch and, it? In- <laughs> yeah, in my bedroom. Yeah, by yourself. <laughs> like, oh man, I got to take a nap, and then like yeah. two hours later, be like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway. That was all everything I think we've seen. Yeah, which is a lot because it's movie season. It's cold. People want to, you it know, not leave their house. But if they do, it's usually the movie theater. Um, where it's co- even colder. Uh, <laughs> Christmas. 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 <laughs> um, last year we watched Black Christmas. Oh, actually, Yeah, we did. No, no. I want to give you your Christmas present. Oh. On... Yours will have to be next one because it's not finished. Do I have um, to open it now? Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. And... and I like this wrapping paper for you guys Open listening. the book first. It's a little I mean, cuties. open the, the flat object that's <laughs> shaped like a book. The 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 wrapping paper is little kitties. That's what my, my girlfriend got for wrapping paper. Yeah, Kate's adorable. Oh, wow, you guys did a good job. <laughs> but you're wondering who wrapped it. I did. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did. Um, but I also gave her a Christmas card that had a yeah, draw. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll post it up. All right. Um, but if you want to explain what it is. Oh, it was just a, a, a thing of Michael Rooker. Oh my goodness, I don't have this. Oh, thank God. Because um, I've been. Which is funny because I did the same thing when you know when Mickey came in. We talked about like how it's hard to buy each other gifts because yeah. when you're obviously obsessed with something, you tend to overdo it, which yeah. we both do. Um, this is awesome. This is actually something I've always wanted, and I've never been. I just haven't gotten. There you go. I'm very excited. Now open the this second so one because cool. it'll it'll all come together. Oh wow! It's a pairing. It's a gift pairing. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that's why they were attached. Damn! Um, I can't wait to give you your gift. We'll have to do it after Christmas, though. Well, not after Christmas, but I mean. I gotcha. Have to air it. I'm trying to do this fast so people aren't. Oh yeah. You no, really it, did a really good job. I know I did. I did a fantastic <laughs> job. Uh, the book is a Guillermo del Toro book. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's actually him. This is so cute. And then uh, of one of those Funko Pops. My my little Mexican meatball. There you go. Um. <laughs> and there you go. That's the episode, guys. <laughs> Good night, anyway. Um, yeah, so and it's Kate- actually him. I do love him. He's, he's one of my favorite actors. He's just also cool because he doesn't care how nerdy he is. Nope. Uh, so it's a little... And Kate was like, I didn't know you liked Yamato Toro that much. I was like, I don't really. I do. I mean, I love Kronos. I, I love Hellboy. I love, I did like Blade Devil's Blade 2. I love Blade 2. I love Pan's Labyrinth. But I don't love him enough to own, want to own a Funko Pop. But Kate was like, I thought that you Look were Look at his result. little book. It has a little skull on it. I know. It's cute. It's adorable. But it's not, you know, it's like, I was surprised they haven't done one for David Lynch yet. It's like Yamato Toro, James Wan. And, yeah. Um, so I can't remember who else, but it's not anybody that you would think. They haven't done a Kubrick one. They haven't done a David Lynch one. Yeah, but I love this. I yeah. love that he, because he's such a little weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, and he is. When, um, you know, when LACMA did the Del Toro exhibit. Um, That's the companion to that exhibit, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they did, he he also put in a ton of his influences. So there was the suit from Dracula, yeah. um, which is amazing. So he put a lot of artwork in there, too, that he's influenced by. And so he's just one of those directors that even if you don't like his movies, then fuck you if you don't like him because he's cool and he appreciates yeah. horror. I mean, absolutely. Um, but yeah, thank you for my gift. It's no very problem. nice. I can't wait for you to open yours, but I'm you excited. can't. I was afraid for a moment that we were going to get each other the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's always a risk too. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so we watched, um, 
you know, there's a lot of Christmas movies and there's a lot of Christmas movies that kind of go in the horror genre. I mean, like, Gremlins is probably one of the more famous ones. Yeah. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Die Hard, Everyone Can Eat Me, it's a Christmas movie. But it's not a horror film. It's not, but... I mean, it depends on who... Well, if you well, watch it from the again, perspective of... again, we talk of, about death counts versus... Yes, uh, but if you watch it from the perspective of one of the hostages, it's terrifying. Yeah. But if you watch it from John McClane's perspective, which is what the movie is, like, it's not <laughs> so scary. it's not scary. so much. Yeah. Um, but I, um... We watch Christmas Evil. Yes. Yeah. Christmas Evil. Actually... Really good, <laughs> um, enjoyable movie. Yeah. Surprisingly, the score too is awesome. It has like, it's like very it's what nineteen eighty, so it's very early in the like yeah. synth type of of movie scores. But it's really cool and it's like weirdly um, um, reminiscent of uh, your childhood. So it's like very conflicting. I do really like it. Uh, but yeah. A kid sees his mom getting groped by Santa Claus, who's really his dad. Yeah, and uh, he loses his shit. He loses his shit, and he and then when he gets <laughs> older, he's keeping a list of who's uh, naughty and nice, and and then he just keeps getting pushed further and further over the edge. Yeah, into this like weird hysterical Santa. Yeah, and then he just he dons a Santa costume and he goes. Um, he just kind of. I wouldn't. I don't mind saying he goes on a killing spree because it's not a spree. It's not a spree. And most times, actually, it's like a weird look at mental illness. Yes. Uh, it's similar. It reminds me of that other movie that we did. Um. Um. The the Vietnam um movie. What? Oh. 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 Death Dream. Death Dream. It 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 reminds me a little bit of where it it focuses on mental illness that wasn't really a thing without glorifying the mental illness. I yeah. feel like. Uh, it does a little bit, obviously, but it is a sa- it's a sad horror film. It is, this but is you a know, sad I, Christmas film. So he spends most of his time giving out Christmas presents to kids, and like going to that <laughs> mental hospital, going to that weird dinner thing, that weird dinner party, yeah. that weird group of people, and like and and you know giving their. I'm like this guy's just spreading cheer and joy. So he, I know he, you identify that kill, you do. He you... kills two, three assholes outside of a church who come up to him and start shit with him. For yeah. No reason. Okay, that's what I like. Who comes out of Christmas church and then they're like, "Oh, look at this fucking idiot!" You know, like, "Damn, dude." And then he kills some asshole that he works with because the guy fucking, you know, like basically pulled a fast one on him. It's like everybody in this movie who gets it. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. This person was like, these three people were such pieces of shit. And then that coworker, it's like the fact that he didn't kill him first. Was disappointed, but I, I. Other than that, he's just going out and giving out Christmas toys. He's making Christmas toys for people. I mean, that's really fucking rad. I don't. Yeah, he did make his own toys. Um. Um. It's weird. It is very. It is, it's very weird, weird film, especially you have this guy who wants to impose his view of morality on yes. everyone. Um. So he's the one who chooses who's naughty and who's nice, and he has a big ass bad boys list, you know what I mean? Which is very, kind of creepy. But he doesn't do anything to the kids. He has pictures of neighborhood kids um, that he's like, oh, look at this delightful little peanut. Yeah, but like... strange. But he's not the... But like, all right, so that kid, a little pervert, who's like cutting out like centerfolds and like... (laughs) That was weird. And just being a little bastard. Like, uh, what does he do? He just drops off a gift at the kid's house and like scares him. Like, that's it. He doesn't kill the kid. Not the kids, but he also the you know, shitty adults who don't appreciate the Christmas. Shitty adults on Christmas. He's also he also basically murdered a tr- like two kids' father in front of them. So what? what do you mean, so up, what? They were gonna grow up to be assholes. on Christmas. They're gonna grow up to be just like him. He's perpetuating this circle of badness. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that surprised me about this movie is it's not as uh, 
sleazy as you would think a Christmas it's horror It's not. Movie. You know, it's like... Uh, it's more sad than it anything. It is. It is more sad. Um, uh, the cast. So, I told you, the lead actor. Uh, yeah. I told you not to look up his bio. Oh, yeah. Done a lot Why? of TV work. But, and he also, try, he also apparently tried to keep a, a bit of distance from this movie after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he... Uh, it's more interesting to me because of who, his kids. Specifically one of them. His daughter, Fiona. Yeah. Who would end up becoming a... Uh, Singer songwriter named Fiona Apple. Uh, Wait, no, is that real? That's real. What really? That's real. It's his daughter. Oh, weird. That's her dad. That's interesting. That yeah, is interesting. Um. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then he's got another daughter who's a musician too. But the one that really struck my mind was, was, was uh, Fiona Apple. Little Fiona. Because I thought she was like the hottest thing in the world in like 1994. That's so 95. strange. Um, that's really funny. He, I think he was good for what he did. Everybody's Um, good. Yeah, in the movie, everyone's, oh, and you have, uh, you have, uh, Miss Home Improvement. Yeah, the mom from Miss Home uh, Improvement. Which is weird, because she's a fucking bitch, dude. Yeah, she, like, fucking. I mean, I knew you hit your kids back then, like, I got hit, you got hit, but, like, damn, all he did was get scared by an actual person hiding in his bushes and but the mom do was like, that, don't you get the impression that he's a kind of a, a piece of shit anyway that, oh yeah like, he was on that, the bad list but. right he's on the bad list so like i think for like the mom maybe she was just just kind of building up to that point like yeah he got smacked for the wrong thing but maybe it was a smack that he deserved a while ago yeah i don't know i get, that, I get the feeling um but uh he also has jeffrey demunn who um he plays yeah brother. And he is... Um, in fucking everything. everything. Yeah, it's weird to see him young. It is. It's really weird to see him young, and it's also awesome because I've never... Maybe I have, and I just don't realize it, but I've never seen him play a character that I didn't sympathize with. Yeah, he plays that, like, uncle guy. Yeah. He's, uh... Well, I, I remember the moment that I really was like, ah, oh, I fucking love this dude, is he was in The Blob, and he plays oh, the really? sheriff. Yeah, he plays the sheriff, and he's like... He's like... Kind of gruff, but at the same time, like, he's, like, a, he's a good guy. Uh-huh. And there's also a scene where he's, like, awkwardly and shyly asking Candy Clark, she's, like, the owner of the diner, like, on a date. And it's, like, such a sweet moment between these two older people that I'm just, like, I love him. And he, and the hitcher, he's, like, the cop, he's, like, the one sheriff who's, like, actually doesn't think C. Thomas Howell is, like, a criminal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he worked on a lot, a lot of Frank Darabont stuff, including Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um... He's in Burn After Reading as her plastic surgeon, you know? Like, there's so many different, like, things he just pops up in, but this was one of his, if not his first film. Yeah. I think he was doing stage before that. And it's just like, again, he's still, he just, I don't think he's capable of playing a real piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he play, even when he, like, he yells at his kid, a second later he's like, I'm sorry, I yelled, I'm just not feeling yeah. well. And you're like, oh, man, there's just, there, you're not going to give me anything to dislike, are you? Um, so I really like Jeffrey Damon. Um I really want to see him, I wish... He was in more, even more stuff that he, uh, than what he's in. Cause, yeah. Uh, but he's in a lot of stuff. Like He's in could, a lot of stuff. You could throw a rock at a movie and probably hit Jeffrey DeMunn. Um, even if he's just like in the background, like in a crowd scene. Um, but yeah, Christmas Evil and the ending. It's so weird. Well, also, uh, there's a scene where the cops in it are uh, talking about the killing Santa. And one of the cops is like, maybe it's a good idea and set these little fuckers straight, you know? Like, yeah. scare him into being good again, which is weird. Because I, let, me tell you, let me tell you this. Like, the kids who didn't witness, like, Santa Claus killing an adult or anything like that are the kids who grew up to be using their cell phones in movie theaters. Uh, yeah, because they weren't murdered like they should have been. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, even, he is really, it's really great, slow, 
creepiness, I feel like, because there's points where he's, like, very joyous, and then there's, like, stills of him just kind of sitting there preparing the talk, and you're like, what? And then the kids are staring at him, and he just lets out this big, loud laugh that scares... You could see it scares the kids for a second, then they laugh, but you're like, no, that's creepy. And even the parents are like, um, I don't know. Okay, well, let's change the subject, and we'll do a toast. One of the things I like about this movie is that there's so many like moments where it's like, why is that in this movie? Like, do we need to have that? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I know that sounded like I'm, I'm, I'm criticizing it, but, like, there's a scene where he's trying to go down a chimney, and he gets stuck. I know, and we spend so good. a good three to four minutes of him trying to figure and out how he's... And falling out of and it. And falling out of it. But it's like, what, what? was that? I, mean, I know. Like, we could have trimmed that. I'm glad we didn't, because it's just this really random, weird non-sequitur that's uh-huh. like in the movie. But, um, and then, I don't want to give away the ending, and I won't give away the ending, but the ending is, like... Fucking fantastic! It is so absurd. Yeah, and so awesome. Um, yeah, it's like weirdly magical. I don't really know why it's funny. Yeah, I can't remember the reviewer who covered this movie and said that this was like Taxi Driver for Santa Claus, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> it is. It really is. Like you know, it's like it's uh, basically yeah, him. his like uneven um, mental health has led him to this. Right character that he's now playing, and, and and his like his his like espousing this like morality. Yes, you know uh, I I don't know I just really wow that's the most perfect yeah synopsis it's, it's of a taxi driver of Santa. And the only reason why this Santa. movie really caught my attention was because uh, you know one of my favorite directors John Waters mm-hmm. he uh, he thinks this is the best Christmas film ever made to the point where like on the Vinegar Syndrome DVD I think it was also previously recorded on something else as well yeah he did a com he did a commentary track really for it. yeah. Uh, where he just, because he just loves talking about this movie. Uh-huh. Um, but there's just so many, like, things that are, like, fucking fantastic. Like, the the whole movie is basically the, a riff off of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Yeah, Claus. I was going to say, it's, like, very, and then how that could be disturbing <laughs> for a child. Fuck you up. Um, but also, also, maybe it's a point to, like, tell your kids that Santa is around. Yeah. Maybe you should just take that and be like, listen, Christmas is the thing. We're going to get you some presents, but we buy this shit for you. I don't know. You. I wish I had. I, I guess that my mom was Superman. Oh, Superman. Superman? Your yeah. mom is Superman. My mom is Superman. I guess that she was Santa Claus. By the way, my mom went on a fucking like tear on Instagram. Like, she finally figured out Instagram. <gasps> did she like, and she did she like, like a video bunch of, of vampires? Yeah. And she like a bunch of her stuff and I had to the point where I called her and was like, are you okay? Like, are you having... She's a, appreciating. Are you having like a weird stroke where you're just hitting the buttons off and right? But, no, I knew my mom... I found my mom was... Um, you know, Santa Claus, because, like, you know, my mom was, what, 26, 27, 28, maybe, um, and, you know, she was, we were, she was newly single, yeah. and, um, you know, she was working hard, you know, we were staying at a friend's house, because we couldn't even afford our own place, and all I kept asking Santa Claus every time I seen him at the mall was, oh, I want a Nintendo, mm-hmm. and I would never get it, and I was like, wait a minute, I know, <laughs> I know this Fuck kid, Santa. I know this kid got it, so I don't know why yeah. I don't know why I didn't get because like, I, mean, I, I was good all I, year. I know he can build them like pretty easily apparently. So then I just was like, well, you know, the only way I know I, I how I know that I'm not going to get one is if it's up to my mom because she can't afford one. So then like I asked her, I was like, are you Santa Claus? And she's like, do you want me to tell you? And I was like, yeah. And she she told me I was like four or five. So that was Santa Claus. But for some odd reason, a few years later, like my you know the Easter Bunny like. My mom told me to leave some oatmeal out for the Easter Bunny because <laughs> I don't know why the Easter Bunny would want oatmeal or anything and not cookies, but I did. And the next morning, there was a note from the Easter Bunny that 
when I was forging my mom's handwriting <gasps> years later. You in, figured oh, it out. in school. I was like, oh my God, that's what, that's the Easter Bunny's handwriting. Oh my gosh. I don't think I, re- I think I used it to my advantage because I was like, you know what? If my, if my parents are Santa, I'm just going to put one thing on my list that I really want, just one thing. And if I don't get it, <laughs> no, I was a little asshole. And I wouldn't admit it to them. I'd be like, no, Santa's fake. Right? I would have been, no, I just wouldn't, if I knew it was my mom, I would have just been, you know, from the get-go, I would have just been more reasonable about my request. So Maybe I you. A, I thought I was being lied to. Okay. a farce. Well, I mean, I just remember, like, every time I had that, like, there was that glimmer of hope that I was going to, like, my mom would be like, okay, we're gonna, you're going to have to get a shot tomorrow, but if you get it and you're brave, I'm going to get you anything you want. So, of course, I'm thinking, like, boom, I want, Santa. I want this toy, I want this toy, like, I know, I know the big, I, the high, yeah. item, like, high, high price things I want to get, and of course, I got a G.I. Joe. And I was like, this isn't exactly what I wanted. I wanted more of, like, a mask toy or a Transformers toy. We're just talking about little brats. We're just little brats. Oh, no, no. Or or, or the Tooth Fairy, when, like, my mom was like, okay, look, there's no Tooth Fairy. It's me. I'll give you, you know. Yeah. I was like, at one point, I was seriously considering knocking out my teeth just to collect on that fucking... Yeah. My my mom had talked me out of it. Capitalize on this. I can lose all my baby teeth. These teeth are worth this much. Yeah, exactly. They can all go. Capitalism. Yeah, and that's why this Santa had to come and knock some sense into some of these uh, parents and leave children shitty gifts if they were bad. But it wasn't, I mean, like, he could have, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, of all, of killer Santas, he could have been way worse. He could have gone after... I mean, I felt like if we gave him another year, he might have been way worse. Well, I know, I know, and I, I get that, like, I don't think he would have ever, the, the impression, I never get the impression he's ever going to hurt a child. You don't know? I just, I A don't, bad child? No, I ain't that. That he job. thinks is bad? No, it's only the adults. The only the adults. There was a sad part in it, you know, in the beginning when he's handing out um, gifts and he has that old piece of shit security guard who wants to shoot him yeah. immediately. Well, maybe he should yeah, have. Yeah, I know. But um, he says something. He's, he, he's starting to get angry and then he stops and he refocuses. And he's like, no, I'm doing this wrong. I'm trying. My approach is, is a little strong. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's really sad. And then he goes and kills someone by accident. But they are being dicks. They're being also, total dicks. He kills him with a toy. But yeah, he goes, okay, so what? Uh, and an axe. Or a well, hatchet. Oh yeah, like a toy axe. But like, yeah, that scene where he's like, I remember because we were watching this scene that you're talking about with yeah. the security guard, and then all like, he's he's bringing gifts to like a, a hospital for kids. Yeah. And then like, at the end, like all of like, at the end of that scene, like all of the fucking workers are all happy and they're all like, they're just yeah, so they're overjoyed. Yeah, like, thank you, Santa. And like, you actually, it's like, Man, the movie could end right there, and we would have the happiest movie. Yeah, what a great Christmas what movie. What a great Christmas film. All the pre, pre, pre... Before murder. Also, how confident are the fucking cops that this guy's been riding around in a van with a sleigh painted on it, and they can't find him? They're as confident as they are in real life. Yeah. Piece of shit cops. Um, Who also enjoy that there's a murderer out. Well, that's the part where I sympathize with them, where I'm like, yeah, man, he's, he's scaring kids, and we're gonna grow up to be pieces of shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's, I mean... That's our Christmas That's episode, our Christmas guys. movie. It's not, it's quite a different direction than Black Christmas, which is like, you know... A much a different slasher. But that's, okay, so I wanted to, um, point that out really quick, which it reminded me, because, um, also in Black Christmas, there's pieces of that, you know that shot scurry, where it's, like, pointed at the floor, and you can see the shadow of someone scurrying really yeah. fast? They have that in here, which I think is very clever, yeah. because it shows him, um kind of taking that dive off the deep end when he comes home really quick and he scurries across the floor and it quick moves, but you can't quite see it in the camera. Yeah. It's perfect. That's yeah. a scary moment that's, you know, added in there that is not 
violent yeah. or anything like that. And um, Black Christmas has it. Um, a lot of slasher films have it. And it's it's funny that it's in this movie, too. Yeah, because this is not a slasher film. No. No. It's more of like a psychological yes. drama. Yes. I, I think we covered that yeah. with the whole uh, mental illness. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Santa. Fair enough. Well, anyway, guys, enjoy. Have a happy holiday. Um, watch yeah. Christmas Evil. It's on. You know, it's funny because I got this. I bought this. Also, then- if you know any horror Hanukkah or other um, inspired movies, um, holiday inspired movies, please let us know. We want to find them when we want to watch them. Yeah, actually, I'm totally. Apparently, there's one being made this year. Or yeah, but it film. can't be the first one, right? Like, yeah. you guys have to help us. Yeah, any any of our Jewish listeners, if you can think of any holiday yeah. horror films that cater or to... Or any other denomination. I can't um, think of, I mean, because I think that covers the holiday... I mean, let, let's see, there's... Kwanzaa? Know, well, no, no, I'm talking about holiday movies in general, because there's oh. Halloween. Thanksgiving, actually, the movie Blood Rage that I watched on... Oh, was actually it Thanksgiving It's a Thanksgiving movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, Christmas, we've already kind of gone through that. Um, and April then, Fool's Day, there's really just April But there's St. Patrick's Day, we've kind of, kind of, you can watch Leprechaun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Easter... Uh, isn't there? I, I keep thinking of uh, Bill and Ted's, which is kind of when they're in... <laughs> when they're in hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't think of any Easter films, or... I think that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's even a President's Day horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We, we're interested. I want to know... Yeah, uh, please let us know if you have any suggestions. So hit us up and let us know, and uh, we will catch you guys after... Uh, in 2018. After, uh, yeah, in 2018. Damn. 2019. I have no idea what year it is. It's okay. <laughs> Bye. I told you he'd be happy that we remembered him. This Christmas, Santa's going to make everyone happy. The grown-ups. And the kids. Christmas evil. The non-believers. Watch out! And the screamers. And this Christmas... You better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank. Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in.